0: Let
1: me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? how you find me up on What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock, my guy, as always. Mojo Mutati looking very intense today. Mojo, we're gonna start with none other than the GOAT Tom Brady, and this is gonna be music to the ears of fans in New England. Is returning! He will be at the Patriots first home game this season. Unfortunately, Mojo, he's not going as a football player, not going as the Patriots quarterback. He is going to be honored by the organization that he led to six Super Bowls over 20 seasons. Yes, uh, Robert Kraft, the the owner of the team, of course, made the announcement earlier today on NFL Network. Here is Kraft saying, hey, Tommy's coming home. Watch this.
0: The NFL is over a century old and 20 percent of those years of the nfl the greatest player in the history of the game played right here in foxborough and i'm happy to tell you and your audience that i invited him back to come here and be with us at the opening game and let the fans in new england thank him for the great service he gave us for over 20 years. And it'll be the beginning of many celebrations to honor Tom Brady and say,
1: thank you for what he did for us. There it is, Mojo, so Tom Brady coming home. Obviously, when he left the Patriots, he went to Tampa Bay, he played three seasons for the Bucs, and he won a Super Bowl for, uh, for the Buccaneers. Would have been odd, obviously, to honor Tom during that period, but now that he's retired, He's going home.
0: Robert Kraft, extremely excited here. Um, more of an internal excitement. <laughs> more of a heartfelt uh, message than boiling <laughs> over-the-top excitement with that delivery. Uh, let's see here, Babcock. How many Super Bowl wins has uh, Brady had? I think I lost count somewhere
1: after number 63. Yeah, so he was, I think he, uh, he has seven. Six in New England. Seven total. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. My point being... If one
0: single New England fan boos this man when he returns, I'm going to lose it. It's going to be ridiculous for any New England fan that isn't grateful for the six Super Bowl wins. I'm not even talking about total Super Bowl appearances. I'm talking about six. Super Bowl wins that Tom Brady gave this organization completely
1: turning around the franchise. I mean, that's just absurd. Well, I mean, th- Mojo, got- think about it. I mean, it, you talk about Super Bowl. He won six in New England. They lost three, two being to the Giants and one being to the Eagles. He made nine Super Bowls in 20 years. I mean, that's unheard of. It's incredible.
0: Almost a 50% attendance rate for the for right. Super Bowl in a 20-year career. Six wins, nine appearances. I love it. My style for sure. The, the whole city o- owes this guy, and for him to be able to come back, it, it's just awesome. You really do have to kind of, even though he won a Super Bowl with Tampa, look past the couple years that oh, yeah. that he went over to Tampa. I mean, again, when you're talking about a, a you know twenty year career, what difference does the last two years make I mean there should be
1: short of I I mean I I was gonna say short of winning a Super Bowl all three seasons there's nothing that could have happened in Tampa Bay that would have changed Tom Brady is a legendary Patriots player he was not going to ever be thought of as a Buccaneers player does not matter what happened what they did in New England in in the uh, in the salary cap era, where you don't have these super teams anymore, and and competitive balance is 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 uh, there's such a premium put on it, for him to be as good as he was for that many years, it, it's 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 literally it's unheard of, and I don't think you'll ever see anything like it again, not in the NFL. Now. Uh, This is interesting. When you talk about the reception, it actually reminded me of a uh, a recent conversation that we had with one of Tom Brady's greatest teammates ever, former Super Bowl MVP, Deion Branch. We talked to Deion recently and we asked him about Tom Brady's legacy in the New England area. Here's what Deion had to say. The greatest, the greatest ever put on that jersey, the greatest to ever wear a Patriots jersey, Uh, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You know, I think the memories, though, what what the fans are going to always go back and think of are the Super Bowls. Those are the things that those fans will always remember and they cherish. Um, yeah,
0: it's all about wins, winning, but more importantly, it's about the relationship. You know, Tom was heavy
1: in the community, and he did an amazing job in the New England area, and, and he did down in Tampa as well. Um, those things goes on, go unjust, especially for someone who doesn't, love the recognition. That's not Tom. He just, he's a doer. He don't, I don't need the accolades. I don't need anybody can congratulate me or thanking me for this and that, you know, he's a, he's a pure vessel and he carried the mission out and he did it the right way. He did it his way. The bottom
0: line, yeah, like I'm, Mo just said, no, no booing. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a hero. Like you just said, it's, you know, you all, you often forget about everything he's done off the field because of the, uh, every, all the accolades he accomplished on the field. But yeah, for any New England fan salty about him going to Tampa. When you win the Super Bowl in your first year there, you gotta appreciate what he was able to do for you and your franchise. So, I think personally when he returns, they need to uh, break the all-time noise record uh, for that reception he's gonna receive. Mark it down, buddy, this is what needs to happen.
1: You're the greatest tight end ever. Now, after the second Super Bowl, do you believe you're the greatest ever? Nah, there's a lot of great tight ends out there. I can't just say I'm the best. I, I know I'm taking advantage of this situation though. Look, there was uh NFL superstar Travis Kelsey, who just won his second Super Bowl championship mojo. And a lot of people have now said, hey, I think Travis is the greatest. He's the GOAT at the tight end position. and He is not ready to say that. Uh, Even if he believes it, Travis, he's a humble dude, and he was not going to say, hey, I'm the best. So the question is, what do his peers believe, Mojo? And uh, we're in luck because we actually spoke with another guy who is in this conversation for the greatest tight end of all time. No, it's not your buddy, Rob Gronkowski, though, of course, he is absolutely in that conversation. And he is the guy that a lot of people think is actually the GOAT. No, we talked to eight-time Pro Bowler, former San Diego Chargers star, Antonio Gates. Antonio, who is, uh, it's just a matter of time before he gets into the Hall of Fame. Uh, He just has to wait for the uh, required time to pass. He is a surefire Hall of Famer. We recently spoke with him, asked him, hey, Antonio, who's the GOAT? Here's Antonio Gates.
0: Last question, last question. Travis Kelsey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it, I know we've asked you this before in the past, but like, does this, did this win, and then, I mean, it's to you. You're one, You're. I, I, I say you're a goat. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if there is a singular goat, has he, has surpassed. he got? Has he surpassed everybody? I think, at this I think point? from a from a standpoint of accomplishments, he has. I think he he's always been a, a pure talent. Yeah. In everybody's eyes, and then when you start tallying up those Super Bowl championships, that is it's hard to not argue him in that yeah. conversation. Hey man, when you're talking about someone who is in the goat conversation himself, it's hard not to put some weight behind a vote like that. I mean, a vote from Antonio Gates has to count for like a million other people's votes combined, you know, just based off of everything that he accomplished on the field and how for a very, very, very long time, the goat discussion was really between him and Tony Gonzalez. And now it's kind of shifted to either Rob Gronkowski or a Travis Kelsey. Uh,
1: I I think think, I'm glad you brought up Tony. I think Tony and Antonio Gates, they were one of the first new breeds of tight ends. And obviously I think they paved the way in large part for Rob and for, especially for Travis Kelsey, because his thing is not really blocking. Whereas Rob is a hell of a blocker, Uh, but I I think uh, the tight end position obviously used to be different. It wasn't a, a premium pass catching position. Now it is in part, because, like you just said, because of Antonio Gates.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really what we're talking about here. When you're arguing about the the greatest tight end of all time, you almost have to put like a uh, a year cap on yeah. it to divide it into different ages. Because yep. for a long time, tight ends didn't really catch passes. You know, no. it didn't really what wasn't really a thing. And then Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates yep. come around, they start uh, putting up some touchdown numbers and whatnot. Fast forward years later, now all of a sudden Gronk explodes on the scene and breaks the record in his second
1: ever year, wins uh what I think he ended up winning what, three or four super uh, four bowls. Sup- or- yeah, four super bowls. Which that was the one thing I the one the one contention I would have to what Antonio Gates said. He said, Hey, you know, he Travis has the two Super Bowls. I don't know if you can top that. Well, Rob can top that. He has four.
0: Yeah, so it's it's really hard to argue that point. I mean, look, if you're, I'm biased, of course, and it's tough to decide between your your fake twin brother and your best friend outside of you, Babcock. Uh, but I give the tight end nod to, to Gronk. You know, yes. he did it for longer, uh, one more Super Bowls. But again, he was a hell of a blocker. He yeah. wasn't just a receiver. When I think about what a tight end really is, yeah. it's not just someone who's who's catching passes. No. It's someone who's doing an equal amount of blocking, yes. and every single year you're seeing less uh, less and less of tight ends actually out there blocking. I mean, oh, they're they're just, a lot of the
1: guys now uh, are just big receivers, Mojo. Even if they tried to block, uh, a lot of these guys are just really glorified large wide receivers now. I think Rob is the greatest tight end all around of all time. I, I would say Travis Kelsey probably the greatest pass-catching tight end of all time, but I think at the end of the day, the title, the mantle of goats still belongs to Rob Gronkowski. Mojo. We might have a new couple alert and uh, this is going yeah, this is gonna be a big one. Mm-hmm. Wah, 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 wah. you ready? <laughs> is that the alert the alert sound right there for the new couple. Mojo Lewis Hamilton, uh, arguably the greatest Formula One driver of all time, a seven time F1 champ was on Wednesday hanging out on a boat, Mojo, with none other than Shakira. Yes, so look, could just be friends. Uh, It all started over the weekend, the Miami Grand Prix going down in, you guessed it, Miami. Beautiful Shakira was at the race. Now what's interesting, she was actually seen chatting up Tom Cruise. There they are at the race. Of course, Lewis was a little bit busy. He was driving his car, Mojo, Tuesday night in Miami. Shakira and Lewis, they bump into each other at uh, the uh, hotspot, the Cipriani's, of course, famous restaurant. And then on Wednesday, Lewis goes over to her twenty million dollar Miami mansion and ultimately they get on a boat together. Now there were some other people there, obviously some other friends, but bottom line, Lewis Hamilton, Shakira together. Now we sort of have uh, this this possible little love triangle. There are reports that Tom Cruise is really into Shakira, yet we see Shakira's on the boat with Lewis Hamilton and juicy Mojo. Who's gonna win this battle, Badcock? I mean, Shakira, my goodness. Sure, yeah. I mean we got we got
0: Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, but right. we got Lewis Hamilton. I mean, Lewis Hamilton, one of the best drivers of all time, yes. and certainly
1: a lot younger than Tom right. Cruise is. Good point. Mojo, Maybe that's Tom appealing. Cruise is sixty, Lewis Hamilton thirty-eight years old, and you kind of split the difference because Shakira is forty six. That that's a good point, Badcock, Meeting in the middle. I'll tell you what, sixty. Too old for Shakira. She needs a guy who's a little more spry. You don't want somebody in their 30s. That's very, very immature, obviously. What you need, Shakira, is a nice 40-year-old man who's still young enough, but has some maturity. Brittany Griner just 10 days away from making her return to the basketball court. Now, a three-time Grammy Award winner is performing at the game. This homecoming is turning into a really big event. We'll tell you who the secret musical act is next on TMZ Sports. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Brittany Griner's highly anticipated return to the WNBA basketball court is just 10 days away. It's going to go down May 21st her Phoenix Mercury squad taking on the Chicago Sky in Arizona, and Mojo, this game already is a hot ticket. Fans are very excited after everything Brittany Griner has been through, of course, with the 10 months in a Russian jail. The pot just got a bit sweeter, though, because Mojo, three-time Grammy Award winner, a guy who uh, I have always been a huge fan of, Uh, he's from South Orange, New Jersey, none other than Wyclef Jean is going to be not only Performing at halftime, Mojo. He is uh, going to perform the hit "One Love," of course, originally Bob Marley's song, for 200 fans who are going to participate in the performance. But then after the game, hopefully for the hometown fans after a Mercury win, he is going to put on uh, a short concert for the fans in attendance. And again, if uh, if you weren't excited enough about Griner's return to the court, now you're going to get yourself a special concert. Pretty cool, Mojo.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean. Shoot, this was already going to be a, a slam dunk sellout, something that yes. everybody was going to be talking about. Uh, no one, of course, talking about it better than us here at TMZ Sports. But I now, would agree with that. Of course, naturally, that's a <laughs> given. But now we uh, factor in Clef as well. My goodness, what a spectacle this game yeah. is going to be. I mean, obviously, this works. It fits together perfectly. Man, this is going to be exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, just a gauge how the uh, the interest has been for these games. Typically, what the Mercury do, they block off the top bowl. Um, they, they're not usually packing in twenty thousand fans. Uh, they'll do, you know, about half of that or so. They normally block off the top. For this game, they are selling those seats, and it is entirely possible that this is actually going to be a sellout crowd. So, big deal, big important game. Obviously, you can only imagine what it must mean for Brittany Griner, given everything that, that her and her family ha- has been through. A lot of people believe she would never return to a WNBA basketball court again, but here she is, only months after being released in December, about to make her WNBA season debut in We're excited. (laughs) Mojo, somebody is about to live like a champion, a World Series champion, because none other than the great Chipper Jones, the Hall of Famer, has sold his mansion in Georgia, Mojo. And this is out of all the houses we have spoken about on the show. And I may say this every time, this might be my favorite. This thing is incredible, Mojo. So this house was built by Chipper back in 2013, did not exist before. He's got everything, Mojo. So first of all, the house, I don't know if I said how much it sold for. The house sold for $11 million. This thing, if it was in LA, would sell for $150 million because the place is incredible, Mojo. So he built it in 2013 on 37 wooded acres. So you got lots of land out there. Eight bedrooms, nine baths. You like cars, Mojo, this is the place for you because it's got a nine-car garage. You want some amenities? Well, you see that big pool? Yeah, that is a Olympic-sized swimming pool. That is also, by the way, because it does get cold in uh, Georgia at times, that is a heated pool, Mojo. Not only that, we have a theater. There's a game room, a dirt bike trail, and you might have seen horses running around. Yeah, because there is a four-stall horse barn on the grounds. What doesn't this house have, Mojo? Jeesh, no word on who the buyer is, but I am jealous. Very jealous.
0: You absolutely say every single time that this might be your favorite (laughs) house. don't I? Uh, And I also say every (laughs) single time, well, I might have to agree with you, (laughs) Babcock. And the case goes on, because... This house, my wow. goodness, this is ridiculous. I may or may not be the buyer in my dreams at least, but nine <laughs> car garage. Dude, nine car garage. I don't nine know cars. too many houses we talk about that have that. For me, as a meathead and all my other former meatheads out there, current or former meathead, <laughs> we all know that that's not a garage. That's just a gym uh, that hasn't been switched up just yet. So that's a dream come true for me. This this house has it all. Very jealous of whoever's getting it. Uh,
1: good luck maintaining that place, though. Yeah, I did see the taxes are over $100,000 a year. The taxes. So... Even after you buy it, you still got to you got to plunk down a decent chunk of change just to, uh, I guess, keep the government away from your front door. So uh, Chipper sells it for 11 million dollars. We're told that he just wanted to downsize. It's a humongous place looking for something a little bit smaller. He had been trying to sell the house for a few months. He had originally put it on the market for 15 million dollars. Didn't get as many biters as he thought, knocked it down to 11 million dollars and. Gosh, it looks like it's worth every penny to me. Mojo, we are just about out of time, but uh, cannot end the show without sending a big happy birthday shout out to uh, one of our guys, a uh, friend of the show, former UFC welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman, the Nigerian nightmare turning. 36 years old today don't set kamaru up for retirement yet he's still very much planned on fighting and getting back to the top of that welterweight mountain so we wish our guy kamaru a big happy birthday mojo and uh, tomorrow Speaking of the UFC, we've talked a lot about Tony Ferguson. Obviously, Tony was popped for a DUI earlier in the week. Well, Mojo, tomorrow we are going to talk to a UFC fighter, a current UFC fighter, who has been through his fair share of struggles in the past, including battling alcoholism, Mojo. And uh, this guy says, hey, Tony, I think I can help you. We're going to get into that tomorrow uh, lots of big stories fun stuff gonna be a great show mojo matter of fact it'll probably be the best show since today yeah ah you tricked me